Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. My name is Matthew, and thank you for being here for another match preview. And on the back of a trip to the San Siro, Newcastle move on to a very different, but just as important challenge of Bramall Lane this Sunday, as they look ahead to finish a very big week with a bang. Now, I am not Scott, obviously. He is a jet setter. He is away doing all sorts of stuff around the globe. I don't know where he's gone. Put your guesses in the comments. But um, I have stepped in. But as always, we are joined by two lovely specimens. And that is Daryl and that is Andy. I'll come to you first, Daryl. You're looking resplendent. You're looking sexy as ever. How, <laughs> how's, how's things going with you? Mate, I've still got an adrenaline rush from uh, Tuesday night from the Milan. Um, the blood's still pumping. After that long staff effort, right at the end, oh. it set my heart pacing with excitement. And it's just, it hasn't come back down yet. You and me both, baby. Um, Andy, you look good too. Nah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I mean, all right, Channel 4 dispatches lighting over here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither our lighting setups are very good, are they? But hey, no. people are here for the audio. Um, how are you doing? Are you good? Yeah, great. Same as Daryl. It felt like that game finished and it was kind of like we were all waiting for extra time or something. Yeah. It was a weird feeling, wasn't it? But um going to be weird to go from discussing Rafael Leao to Cameron Archer, but here we are. Hey, that's not against Cameron Archer, and we'll get very, certainly get on to that, that, that guy. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, I feel the same. I feel the same. It's it's such a it's a strange, surreal week. Um, we'll get on to what it's meant and what's happened and what's to happen and what could happen. But before we get into the, the delicious meat of that uh, podcast and the preview, just a little word from our sponsors. 
The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. There you go, Scott, Scott, all the way from the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> then with that big Magpin. But uh, yeah, man, get on with Magpin. Some gorgeous stuff on there. Um, but as a famous musician once said, let's get down to business. Um, Newcastle travel to Bramall Lane this Sunday. And uh, they're coming off the back of, of two clean sheets, one of which was at the San Siro. Um, they held on quite a bit. We can, we can all agree we held on a little bit, but we defended very well for that valuable Champions League point. But regardless, you know, we're coming off a win against Brentford. Nil-nil, uh, brilliant point at the San Siro against AC Milan. Um, regardless of how they've came about, momentum-wise, confidence-wise, should we be going into this game with all that momentum and confidence, Daryl? Absolutely. I mean, it was such a tremendous effort to go out to the San Siro and get a point against last season's Champions League semi-finalists. Let's not forget that. Um, and to get that part, to get that vital win, as it's turned out to be last week against um, Brentford in, in the game at St James's was just just what we needed to go into this week. Um, and I think the lads will be full of bounce, full of confidence going into the game on Sunday afternoon. I would I would, I would have to agree with that. I mean, it's, it's definitely just... I don't think, especially the Brentford game, I didn't I think that really didn't matter how mm. we got them three points. And again, to walk away with any sort of result from AC Milan, your first Champions League game in over 20 years... Um, I just don't think you can have a go at it. And I think that's yeah. got to build build confidence. Um, but look at it in isolation. Like I said, this is a big week for Newcastle. After after a choppy start of the season, you take the two Prem games in, 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 in Brentford and Sheffield United and sandwich that uh, sort of spicy meatball of Milan away <laughs> in the middle uh, to now have the opportunity to bookend a point at the San Siro in your first Champions League game in over 20 years. With two Premier League wins, so you've got the chance to, to sandwich that with two Premier League wins. It would be some week, wouldn't it, Andy? Yeah, definitely. I think it's going back to Milan. It, it almost feels like we've had an international break because it felt so sort of otherworldly, mm-hmm. and it feels like we're now sort of getting back to normal business. And I think Sven Botman's interview after Milan said a lot of how the fans are feeling, which was, yeah, we did well against Milan, but we still don't feel like we've really clicked yet this season. We still need to just kick on. And the Premier League is obviously your bread and butter. That's your that's your time to rotate the squad, get minutes into the legs, get the tactics going again, just get some goals, keep another clean sheet would be ideal. So, yeah, um, if we were ignoring the Champions League, this run of fixtures we've had from Brentford onwards, it's an unreal run of fixtures, fixtures that we should now be winning, not losing quite often. Um, so, yeah, perfect opportunity to um, maybe put those final doubts at the start of the season behind us and get a nice, comfortable win. Because even though we've obviously had Villa, it almost feels like that didn't happen because of how tough it's been since then. Um, so looking forward to having a game where we hopefully put a good showing in there and just have a nice, easy, comfortable win. I know it won't be that easy, but uh, I think you know where I'm coming from. We just need a, a nice yeah. confidence booster, like you say. Well, I mean, I haven't hosted one of these in a long time. and I've got my notes here and I'm going to go off piece straight away, right? Because you've, mm-hmm. just, you've just mentioned about Sven Botman and how he sort of echoed some of the feelings of the fan base. I'd say probably largely the feelings of the fan base because I think, for me, I don't want to talk about the cesspit that is Twitter or X or any social <laughs> media, really, but there is a lot of people, I mean, I think that the smallest group shout the loudest, but, like, yeah. you know, 
there is people out there who are saying we're not we're not playing good enough and we're we're not having a go. And then there's obviously the other side of the defence that people say look look where we came from in the space of a season, two se- nearly two seasons. If, if you'd come from January when he came in, um, and I feel like the truth lies somewhere in the middle, maybe off towards the, what I've just said of just a bit of perspective. We have overachieved. Look where we are, and things aren't going terribly. Um, it's great to hear. That's Sven Botman saying we can do so much better. Kieran Trippier said the same, uh, said the conditions played a part, but there was no excuse. Uh, and the fact that, you know, this is the first time a lot of these people have been on the Champions League stage. Um, but we're coming off the back of a, a, a result. Brentford just had to grind out a win. Great result against Milan. Daryl, do you feel like, you know, do you know where I'm coming from there? Do you know what you want to see? But where there's, there's this weird grey area, this weird, almost like negativity is still trying to seep its way into the fan base, the sort of the, the view of like the, our, our, our results so far this season. Yeah, I do, uh, Matt. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from entirely. Um, I think you know, I think we can all agree that in terms of the performances we've seen so far, we haven't quite hit those levels that we were hitting last season. Um, and certain players haven't been on form as they were last season either. But I wonder if this season it's going to be a case of using the games to get that form back rather than the work on the training pitch because the games are going to come quick and fast now. Um, we've got another what three or four games before the next international break becomes upon us. And it's going to be really important just to keep going. Like This is why this week's become so important. We haven't lost in this week. So to keep that momentum, we'll have to build on it, keep going. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if we had to maybe even repeat what we did last week against Brentford on Sunday afternoon and just grind it out and get a three-point win um, on Sunday against Sheffield United. But, you know, we've just got to keep ploughing. And then I think, as games go on, we'll start to see the lads click and we'll start to hit a bit of form. Yeah, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. But I mean, when we come when it comes to Sunday's game, I mean, we're not going to get there just yet. But we, we, we saw some changes against AC Milan. We saw a lack of substitutions against Brentford, and that's got a you know in, in Eddie Howe's head, it must be because of the fact that the games are coming thick and fast, and we've got to sort of set this precedent, this sort of foundation of keeping players away from having minutes and then unleashing them in the following midweek and, and vice versa. Um, so squad rotation is obviously going to be huge moving forward this season. But with, you know, managing minutes and various knocks and injuries, Joe Willock's not near fit yet. Joe Linton's a couple of weeks away after his knee injury. And now we've got the likes of Emil Kraft and people on the periphery. But how many changes do we expect to see on Sunday? And I mean, are there any changes that you feel need to happen, Andy, that you, you feel have to happen? Well, there's definitely something that have to happen because the way some of those lads were blowing after the Milan game, there is no way they're fully fit to start another intense game in the Premier League. I mean, Isak probably, this is one genuine criticism I have of how is that he seems to not want to bring people off who are tired until it's too late. So mm-hmm. Isak was clearly absolutely shot to bits on 70 minutes, maybe. And mm-hmm. Bruno's clearly knackered as well. There's, there was loads of tired legs out there, people like Dan Byrne as well, who've played. The majority of minutes so i'm expecting change this is why we made these summer transfers because we knew there was games to be played more games than last season it's almost like we're having to get used to being a good team where good teams do rotate the squad and there isn't a massive drop off in quality i think we're so used to being bad where the first sub you bring on is a, such a huge drop off that we're not used to now having someone like right lewis hall can come in livermento can come in Harvey Barnes can come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we just need to get used to that. So I fully expect some rotation. I'd love to see one of those new fullbacks get a run out. It almost feels a bit pointless why we've signed them if we're not going to sort of put them in a game like this, mm-hmm. um, especially with how much of a shift trip you put in and burn put in. 
Um, so yeah, I think this is the time to do it. Obviously, what you don't want to do is put a complete B team out because then you look stupid when you're one nil down on 30 minutes and you've got to bring these people on and chase the game. Um, yeah. So fingers crossed, he knows what he's doing. He's obviously got the sports science team all around him as well. They'll be saying you can play this guy, but he can only do 40 minutes. And from what I can tell, how doesn't always listen to them. He likes to just put his best players in, even if they're knackered, <laughs> which I think we saw a bit last season as well. But um, yeah, good opportunity for these new lads coming through and opportunities for people like Wilson as well, who obviously scored in the Premier League, got that clutch goal and then was immediately dropped. So you'd expect someone like him to come back in as well. But, uh, <laughs> well, he's, yeah, again, he's one of those players, isn't he, Andy? He's one of the ones, he's, he's the epitome of managing minutes. He's the epitome of, of trying to utilise sports science because I think how even said uh, before the game that the changes have happened and you've got Callum Wilson who scored the winner, albeit from this penalty spot, but it was being prolific. He scored three goals so far this season across three different games. Is it unfair to drop him? And he said, we have to manage his minutes properly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, we all know it's, it's, it's common knowledge that he, he doesn't train in full training sessions after games. And I think touch wood, you know, how was, how, was, how in the team have managed him well to get the most out of him. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him starting but we'll, we'll, um, on Sunday, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But before we look at, before, before we get there, before we get to, to Sunday, how about we take a little trip down memory lane? Anyone want to come with me down memory lane? Okay, let's go. Um, the last time, <laughs> well, it's gonna it's gonna be fun because in retrospect it's fun, but in the time it was awful. Oh, Daryl, Daryl, do you want to tell me about the last time we played at Bramall Lane? If I must, I mean, I'd rather go at the time before the last time we played at Bramall Lane because that was far much, far far better than what it was the last time we played. But yeah, let's let's set the scene. So we need to go back to January of twenty twenty one. Um back in the days when no fans were still not allowed in grounds after yeah. the stupid pandemic that we had. Um, and it was a, a, a six o'clock at night kickoff. I believe it was oh, midweek. Dog. Midweek, yeah, those doozies. Yeah. Um, and this this was NUFC turning up, well, Steve Bruce's Newcastle United turning oh. up at Bramall Lane to oh, play sorry. at Sheffield United side who had yet to win. <laughs> sorry, Daryl. You've just been setting the scene so well. And then, Andy, you epitomised Steve Bruce's uh, new FC by just burping down the... Something just came over me there. I don't know what it was. Well, it was just... all right, <laughs> I, okay. I thought it, it was a genuine burp. Please, Daryl, please continue. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so, yeah, this Steve Bruce's Newcastle rocking up to Bramall Lane against the Sheffield United team that hadn't got a Premier League win up until that point of the season. And this is so January. You know what happened. Yeah. In January, so you know exactly what happened. We rocked up and the Beatles, the Beatles one nil. Um, and oh, what a time you know, oh, uh, I think you know what it was, right? We were that bad at the time, and we were all down in the dumps about it as we were. Mm-hmm. That I actually knew, I think I probably called it about two or three weeks before that we were going to go to Bramall Lane and we weren't going to win. I'll, I'll even I think... go one step further, mate. I, I was, I was because, like I say, six o'clock kickoff, it was weird. I, I was mm. not to bring a personal touch to this, but I was, I was. Obviously, I'm from Hartlepool. I was working in Hartlepool at the time, but I lived outside of Hartlepool about half an hour away. And I'm thinking, shit, I finish at five, I need to get home for kickoff. So, and I'm talking to the game with my bosses and that. And um, I think Chef United were a very nice price for those who like a flutter. And I said, <laughs> put a tenner on, put a tenner on Chef United tonight. And they were going, surely not, surely not. They haven't won. They haven't won a game. They're on yeah. three. They're on two points. They're on two points at the time. They're on two points. And I just said, Steve Bruce's new Aston United, mate. And it was just so painfully predictable at the time, wasn't it? It was, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Look, there'll, be, there'll be right new Arsenal fans listening to this where they've went through times in the 80s and stuff like that where, you know, the, the, the team were, were useless as well. But, you know, this was ours one where it was like really like, if someone's going to 
let Sheffield United win. I mean, even when yeah. we played Derby, even when we yeah, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. um, you know, first win, get them up to five points. And then, like we were talking about this earlier. Jesus, I can remember Steve Bruce coming out and saying, oh, well, we tried to play, I think, with Sean Longstaff and someone else in as, as two false tens. Yeah. Blood. I think it was Fraser, you know. It might have been Fraser. Who didn't last long. <laughs> he didn't. Because he got sent off. ourselves off and we'll go again. Yeah. <laughs> False tens? What even is that? I don't you can't uh, even get them on FM, can you? No. They're like tris, tri, 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 tris or some shite like that. Yeah, <laughs> hell. Oh my god. But you know, uh, it, it's nice to isn't it nice to reflect though? It's nice to reflect it is. now. You know, when you want to remember before. you want to remember just how shit we were. Sorry yeah, for yeah. the swear, but we were. Yeah, you want a bit of like retrospect and you have to like where we are now and where we came from two years ago when we played them in the January of 2021 pre takeover, uh-huh. you know, at the height of a Steve Bruce reign that nearly crippled with. Do we know how many, Can we remember how many of that team are in the squad now? Because you mentioned oh, the there. That's Ooh. for a that's Wilson, for a podcast Wilson, that does research. That well, that's <laughs> the quiz. Yeah, that's the quiz we've got. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, okay. is. Right. So we'll save that. We'll park right. that and we'll come back to it. Stick so I'll, I'll turn off my Google page there. Okay, let's get back down. Let's get back down. Let's get this 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 train back on track, and let's take this train. Back to the future. Okay. Uh, that's one for Decker, who probably isn't going to watch this, but, you know, he loves his Back <laughs> to the Future. Um, Sheffield United. Now, we've just said they are winless so far this season. We have been there before. Hence oh. was referencing that previous result. But to be fair to them, I, I've been speaking to some people and they've said, okay, that that's, I feel like this, this the lower part of this Premier League is the poorest it's been in a while. They're talking about mm. Luton, they're talking about Sheffield United, they're talking about Burnley. I think that's a little bit harsh. Personally, on all those teams, Luton, I've watched them give some teams some good games, but they're just a bit useless at certain aspects of the game. Sheffield United have came off the back of some very tight games, some odd goal games where they've lost by the odd goal and then they've got that draw sandwiched in between. So if we're going to talk about they've lost 1-0 at home to Palace, 2-1 away at Forest, they lost 2-1 at home to Manchester City, drew 2-2 with Everton and then by the barest of margins... Lose two one away at Spurs. Right, very unlucky. Very what unlucky. Every game, they've scored. Oh, all they've scored uh, all, all but the opening day of the season against mm-hmm. Palace. So, I mean, I guess not to be too broad, but I mean, Daryl, what have you made of them this season? What have you made of Sheffield United so far? I think um, Heckenbottom's got a hell of a job on his hands, and he's working with he's working with them a bit tired as well as we'll come on to. They're missing a, a large amount of players, um, and I think you know. I actually did have them as one of my three to go back down this season. I had Luton and Sheffield as the two promoted teams to go down because I think Burnley will have enough to survive. Um, but, you know, they, I think they were very, very unlucky last week against Spurs. They seemed to do everything right that they could to to get ahead and, and manage their lead. I think I think he, the manager needed to be a little bit more selective with his words when he was talking about the referee not being adaptive to his style of play. And I'm actually quite surprised they haven't come out to try and Punish him for that this week. Um, it seems to have gone under the radar. I haven't seen anything about them coming. Let's out talk to, about that a little bit because I was I was going to bring that up, Daryl. To be fair, yeah. Um, you know, he came out. And he said, you know, um, the referees don't know the game. The referees uh, are trying to dictate the way he his team plays the game. Uh, referencing the fact that they were they were pulling his players up for time wasting when mm-hmm. they were trying to adjust from going short and having to adjust their, their formation to to, to, to suit Spurs' press. Now, the, let's 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 be honest. 
the referee and the officiating this season. We're only five match days in, six match days in, and there has been some clangers. There has been some real clangers. Um, Andy, I mean, was Heckenbottom right in saying what he said? Was he somewhere in between? I mean, I, I like Daryl. Like Daryl, I'm surprised that he hasn't been charged mm. as yet. Uh, you'd think if it hasn't come yet, it might not come at all. But I also was like, go on, son. You, you say what you want to say, oh, even, though some, even though some of it probably was a little bit, a little bit of a stretch. But I, I, I knew he, where I he was coming from. Right, and I think he's saying what all the other managers probably think, okay. but they're not willing to put the neck on the line and actually say it. I think he's 100 percent right, and I think we see players say this all the time. And that referees haven't played the game. They've they've learned football from watching screens, just talking about the laws of the game and not actually playing football. And we see that all the time with handballs and how they won't get this handball law right. Mm. When clearly it's common sense handball, you can tell when it's deliberate and things like that. So I think we need more managers calling it out because if everyone just goes on as we are and it's just fans twisting on about decisions, when's anything ever going to change? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Howe's the sort of person who's the complete opposite. He is almost too boring in interviews. He never wants to criticise anyone. And then you have someone on who maybe goes a bit too far, like Klopp, who just comes across as money. Whereas I think Heckenbottom, he, he he really seemed like it was genuine, that he was really just a bit peeved off with it all. Um, especially with, I think he was right, because time wasted, obviously. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We've had this conversation, loads of Newcastle fans, about the whole time-wasting thing because obviously we kind of do it a little bit. We love but, it. Um, yeah, but I think with Sheffield Chif- with United, he was right because the referee apparently said to him, well, just knock it long then. But he was saying, well, look, in this situation, we set up. If we can't do it, then we genuinely need to move players around. It's not a time-wasting tactic. Yeah. And um, Plus, they were doing this when they were down as well, um, yeah, when, 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 when yeah. it was nil-nil. So, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with him 100%. But um, just on uh, Sheffield United as well, it's interesting you mentioned all those games they've scored. Um, I actually did sit and watch their highlights um, because they, they were only 10 points behind Burnley, who were seen as the best championship team of all time. And when we were in the championship, we got 94, I think. Brighton got 93. So they're, they're no mugs. They're, they're a good team. Um, I think one of the issues they've had is that they just decided to get rid of the two best players right before the season started. Um, mm. And I know that when they did this poll before the start of the season about optimism, Sheffield United were right, right at the bottom with Everton in terms of how they felt about the season. So I think when you base their start on that, they've probably done pretty well. They give everyone a good game, like you say. It's just getting on the wrong side of decisions. And that's probably why Heckenbottom's being frustrated because he's seen his team doing pretty well and they're just getting just getting a bit unlucky. Um, yeah. So, yeah, interested to see how it goes at the weekend. Well, you say there about them getting rid of players. They did bring some players in. Uh, mm. Nice little segue there. Um, I on. mean, you look at their squad, there's some familiar, familiar faces from those previous um, Premier League seasons under Chris Wilder. John Egan's, Ollie Norwood, Baldock, Basham, all like, you know, gritty defenders, central midfielders, yeah, proper <laughs> lads. Um, but they have brought in a couple of players that I just wanted to highlight. And I mean, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on them. One of which, uh, Archer, um, former Villa player, former Borough Loney, 
Um, last season at the Borough, he was one of the main reasons that they had that really good run of form they did under Michael Carrick. He scored 11 goals and 20 appearances. And then they've brought in Hamer from, or Hammer Hamer from, from um, Coventry. Um, a He's player who yeah, caught, really caught the eye in that Coventry team last season. Um, Premier League, uh, Premier League uh, playoff finalist last season. Couldn't, couldn't get past Luton. But I thought then that someone might go from and Sheffield United have obviously scored that goal against uh, Tottenham at the weekend. I mean, players like that, you know, the the, the no mugs, Daryl. You know, the the, the the good players, and 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 we we need to be wary of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you just mentioned the quality that they have. There's a, a playoff finalist, and obviously Cameron Archer's goal record as well. And again, because of the they're coming up from the championship level, so it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see just how well they can adapt to the pace. I think they always say it's about the pace of the Premier League, isn't it? Um, it's always a faster game, so it, it's whether or not they can adapt. Um, I think Archer will be a threat. Um, you know, our backline is quite slow compared to others, so it'll be interesting to see how the likes of Cher and Botman manage him. Um, I think after the way Botman managed Olivier Giroud in midweek, I think it might be okay. But uh, yeah, but he's not the quickest. He's never been the quickest, that guy. No, no, he hasn't. No, um, always been the very smart defenders with yes. his beauty. <laughs> but he's very smart <laughs> in his movement and stuff. Oh I think, yeah, absolutely. I think we saw. What What was ironic is you know I think not a jump on the Milan game too much because that's I'm like you know that's that's what I was Tuesday. But Liao's chance, the silly chance where he just yeah. head fell off and he didn't hit it with his right foot. That came from our right side, did it not? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I always and I'm and I'm but I'm not gonna I'm not, I don't want to turn this into the Dan Byrne defense league, yeah. I, uh, and I know I know I know that Dan Byrne has his limitations, but he also had a fantastic game. I thought personally on Tuesday. Off the ball, he did. I. Yeah, and I, I think well, some of the, some, <laughs> no, but some of the headers and stuff. You could obviously tell he was knackered, but. This is the thing when we talk about our defence and pace, and this is coming from a guy who knows there's a full chance that now they're going to break a pace Sheffield United in, at the weekend and win 2-0, whatever. But every time it's been mentioned about, oh, I'm not looking forward to him up against Dan Byrne, or I'm not looking forward to that pace against our back four, I don't think we can see that many goals. And, hey, man, wreck me in the comments. <laughs> through just lightning pace, getting down yeah. the wing and no, putting the mean, ball in yeah. and goal. It's like, oh, we should have dropped the line deeper or if they were only a step quicker I just feel I just feel like it's sort of a not overrated attribute when it comes to playing against Newcastle but it's it, a lot of people seem to worry about our our defence against pace yeah however I don't see it as a glaring a glaring um, weakness Andy do you know what I mean sorry Daryl you're going to say something there mate. yeah I was just going to say the, the, the biggest worry I have going into the game on Sunday is actually their formation because they play 3-5-2 which means they'll Ooh. flood the midfield against oh, yeah. our three. And with our three sort of still being a little bit patchy on the t- the sort of form that they're in, there's a chance they might just overrun us in the middle of the park, which is the worry for me. Well, here's me being optimistic and you went and urinated on my bonfire there. Uh, <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you some optimism because I watched all the Sheffield United highlights. All the goals they concede, and if you watch them, they're all from wide positions, they're all crosses. Um, so if we're on about how we match up against one another... Um, so against Forest, they conceded two headers. Against Tottenham, it was a corner that was headed in. Man City, it was crosses to the back post and then one that came across the box. So it looks like with that 3-5-2, presumably full-backs are bombing on, centre-backs getting pulled apart. And that's obviously the risk of that formation, isn't it? It's like you can get overrun. Um, so I think if, if unless Peckingbottom sorted it out, I think obviously our strengths are those overlaps on the right-hand side, especially. 
um, which we haven't seen as much of this season. It doesn't seem like we're relying on that late run from Trippier quite as often as we were. Mm. But I also think this is another reason why we should maybe think about Byrne coming out, not because I dislike him or anything like that, but because if we are going to get joy down those wide areas, on Dan Byrne's side, it is where attacks go to die in defence and attack. So it needs to be, I think this is the perfect game to give someone like Hall a chance or put target back in there and get those wingers running in behind. Otherwise, like you say, if the game's all in the middle of the pitch, then, you know, it could be could be an issue. I think the last few games there's been a distinct lack of crosses in the box anyway. I think, I think you know, there's not many uh, gone of the days of whipping it in for Solomon Rondon. Um, I mean, there's been the odd idea from set pieces and that, don't get me wrong, but I feel like, you know, we, we have became this this team who look for that easy pass or the, the slide down mm. the inside to, to an Almiron on the right-hand side or whoever it may be on the left. Um, before we get on our predictions, though, I mean, one little thing I would say is, is, is Sheffield United like to play a direct game. Um, they like to you know get the ball forward and just old fashioned. As far as I'm aware, you know from what I've seen, I don't want to d- d- dismiss them too much in a footballing capability. But there's a certain Mr. Ollie McBurney got himself um, suspended for this game. Daryl, you know that, that's a bit of a it's going to be a big miss for them. It's it's certainly going to affect how they want to play the game because he'll have partnered Cameron Archer up front. I'm sure. Um, so they've lost their tar- they've sort of lost their target man in that respect. It's somebody who would hold the ball up for them. I don't really know who they've got in reserve who can come in and replace him on that level, but it may force them to have a bit of a, a change to their style of play. Um, I think you're right in how they are direct, but they're direct by even when they play out from the back first and then they sort of hit those long balls from their centre-backs to push it up the pitch. Um, and again, like I say, you miss that presence of McBurney up front no matter you know, if he's if he's like the key linchpin of your attack, then you're definitely going to miss him, and it, it all depends what strength they've got in depth on that. Yeah, Andy, would you would you agree with that? Would you, I mean, when you saw that, it, I think it got said in the group that you know, quite happy to see Oliver Bernie. Um, yeah, because it's not just he scored a lot of goals in, in lower levels, but he's also a bit of a dare I say, you know, excrement house, a, a bugger, trying not to a Swear for the kids, but you know, yeah. I mean, we've got our own in, in Callum Wilson. As much as he's a bloody gorgeous bloke, like he he he, he loves to to really get in the ear and and, and chew centre halves. And I, th- I feel like I feel like Benny's a similar similar mold. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll, they'll obviously de- they'll definitely miss him. It's one of those players when when these teams come up from the championship. There's always those players you recognise and you know plenty about them. And he is one of those players. Maybe hasn't hit the levels that everyone thought he was going to, but. In a game like this, where hopefully we're in control of the ball for large parts of it, they are going to want to go direct. And one of our big strengths is that physicality. And I'm much fancy um, Botman, Burn, Share in them up against maybe the second striker rather than uh, McBurney. I fancy them against McBurney as well, to be fair. Mm. But clearly the guy coming in is not at McBurney's level, otherwise he'd be starting. So, yeah, yeah be a miss for them. Um, but you just got to beat what's in front of you. Um, Surely the guy who's coming in again, showing how I need to be in terms of Sheffield United's team. But whoever comes in, they're going to be looking to cement the place for when he's back. So no doubt we'll be up for it. Definitely. And, you know, I have to say, you know, I see this shock. I see this as a potential banana skin. I'm not, you know, I don't want to underestimate anyone in the Premier League. And I think anyone who, who thinks they should just be easily blown a certain team away. I just think you're just super naive, whether you're a Newcastle supporter or any of the topics. Like, just like, just... <laughs> Just you shouldn't underestimate teams, and I feel like you know they can give you a game. They've proven this season already that although they haven't won a game, 
that can give you a tight game, even Man City. So we'll get on to the game now. Let's talk about predictions. Let's talk about maybe predicted lineups as well. You don't have to give us front or back, Daryl, but you know, if you could let us know how you see the game going on, who you think might come out from the the San Siro game, and and, and yeah. how what you think the results going to be. Well, we're talking about squad rotation earlier on, and I would come back to that and say that I actually don't know if he'll make that many changes and rotate that many of the players. I think you'll probably see, as I mentioned ahead of the Brentford game, you'll probably see a maximum of maybe three, four changes. Um, I think the entire front three will change. It'll be the front three that finished the game at the San Siro. So it'll be Barnes, um, Barnes, Wilson and Almiron will be the ones that, that start on, on Sunday afternoon. Um, midfield, I think we're still sort of limited on options in there. So if he changes one of the midfield, it could be Anderson coming in for Tonali. Or he might even just keep with Tonali. We just don't know. Um, I think the defence, he might try and keep the same defence, but it, he should be more inclined to make a change because, I, for me, the, the game that we'll see the biggest amount of rotation might be the League Cup game next week. And I mm. think we'll see a huge raft of changes for that one. Um, and as I far think that's as a, when one of the full-backs comes in, by the way. Yeah, yeah, mm, absolutely. That's a good point. Um, and I think, in terms of a, a, a score prediction to go, I think probably... Like many of their games this season, I'll go for another 2-1 and I think Newcastle will win 2-1. Ooh. Andy, <laughs> let's move on to you. Let's see what see what you see what optimism you've got in your little chest of tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chest of tricks, I'll just going up really. Uh right. Uh I am a bit more optimistic than that. I think even with, I think even with a bit of rotation, we we we'll do well. Because um, even though they have had tight games, um, I just I just think we're on a, a, a nice little short wave. It's not sort of a giant tsunami of confidence, but it's just the start of a little one. You know what I mean? So I think I think we will do all right. Um, I, 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 after you've said that about the League Cup, you're probably right about the rotation. It maybe will just be the same back four again. Maybe Lascelles comes in or something like that. But yeah, it, you're probably right. It probably is that kind of the first team with a couple of changes. So, um, yeah, I, I think we'll do all right. We still won't look 100%, but we'll go into the game 2-0. It will be Mickey will finally open his account and we'll Jenny. have... Ooh, Elliot Anderson can have a legitimate goal. Oh, ooh. I don't think that boy's ever going to score for you, actually, you know. <laughs> I felt so bad, that Forest game. Not, not a drag yeah. of all demons, man. But I, I actually said something... During that game, he's never going to score for Newcastle. It just seems to, just doesn't <laughs> seem to fall for him. He, he, he goes and scores like he's got that great header, and for that, there was a, that was a shocking mm. offside decision and all. By the way, yeah, that was yeah, an it was. absolutely naff one. But um, for me, uh, in terms of the lineup, yeah, I think the back four will stay the same. Personally, um, I think midfield wise, I think Tenali will drop out. I think they really wanted him in playing for that Milan game. Just for the, the sense of you know this team, you might be able to yeah. do something that the rest of the lads because of the understanding. Um, but I think it'll be Bruno, Longstaff, and Anderson. That's what that's what I think. Because Eddie Howe has been quoted as saying that he he expects Anderson to play a lot of minutes this season, and um, I, I'm inclined to agree with Daryl as well. I think I think your centre centre forward's going to change. I think Barnes and, and Miggy being fresh, I'm fine with that as well. Um, if that was the team sheet, I'd be happy with it. And it doesn't have to give you some options off the bench as well. Oh, yeah. I personally think, though, that it's going to. I want us to win. Of course, I want us to win. All right. He's going to say a draw. I'm not going to say a draw. <laughs> <laughs> There's part of me who wants to say a draw. 
<laughs> this is where we're missing a member prediction because the member prediction usually comes on now and they say we they, they we've got a hundred percent record according to members we smash everyone <laughs> and, then, and then we hear it and we're like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna win <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're not gonna come up i'm waiting for that you know if anyone's watching this any of the members out there and if you're not a member already get a come on bloody member man it's next to now <laughs> you get loads of stuff but like i wanted one of those members to come and be like yeah, I'm not looking forward this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be three nil. <laughs> when we adopt your your stance on things, don't yeah. We? Well, I've got better. Come on, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I'm not as pessimistic as I used to be, but I, I think I think it's going to be a nervy one nil. I think it's going to be right. scrappy again, and I think you know it's going to be one of those perform. Hopefully, going to be one of those performances where we get a result. But oh, it's not going to appease people. They're going to be thinking, "Oh God, we're still playing naff with, with this, that, and the other." I don't think that matters right now. Yeah, I think results matter now. Um, we've seen in the past, you know, um, you know, you made some uh, parallels uh, off-screen, Daryl, with with our last Champions League uh, season, where you know we 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 hammered what West Ham four 0 and and yeah. went on to lose three on the bounce, but then we won the next one, and you know, it's 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 a real it's it's an uncharted territory for us, and I think that bleeds into your Premier League season, and I think as long as you're getting results. A lot of people are going to not like this, but it doesn't matter about the football you play as long as you're getting results. And um, that was the same against Brentford. And I hope it's the same against Sheffield United. I hope we'd click and it, it all goes to Villa at 5-1 again and, and we, we do well. But I, I can see us winning. But I think, like I said, I think Sheffield United are, are a team not to be messed with. And they've still got some very good players and they've got a decent manager. And we'll, we'll just see what happens. But I'm going to go 1-0. Hope Andy's right, though. Because for my heart, you know. But yeah. I, I've got written on my notes here any other business, right? But I've heard that Daryl's got a quiz. Wait, I so, so I want to go. I want to. I want to go to Daryl's quiz corner. Okay, so we saw we almost touched on it <laughs> earlier when you were talking about players. So it is basically we had a twenty-man squad when we got beat one-nil back in January of twenty twenty-one. God help us for remembering that again. With nine subs. Yeah, we had nine subs. It was during uh, those pre those post COVID days where you could have right, extra players yeah. on. Ah, uh, right. So, okay. so ten of that twenty man squad are still at the club. So who are they? So are we going like a like a um I don't know penalty shootout? Andy guesses, I guess. Or just, are we? We'll just or just take, we just shout just out? Just one, take just one. Yeah, just take turns. Yeah. You go first, Andy. Uh, well, I said long staff before, so I'll go long staff. Yeah, Sean Longstaff's one, yeah. Our survey Ding. says... <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go Martin Dubravka. Yes. Callum Wilson. Yes. He started that game. Um, He's actually got his pen out marking it. <laughs> off, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, 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 Emil Kraft. No. Wasn't Piss in the off! Wasn't in the Are squad. you joking? Great, right, I've got I've got one life left then. <laughs> uh Almiron. Yes. Of course he was. Um Joe Willock. No. Oh, I'm surprised by that one. What? Is that not the season he scored what like is going nine on games again? in a row? Is that not he the joined season? after that, if you remember. Ah. It was at the end of January, he was, was on it? loan, yeah. Oh well, this guy who, who professes to be like the boy, <laughs> like he's having half shown myself up, haven't I? <laughs> How many are left? We've Seven. named, yeah, we've named. No, we've named four of ten, so there's six to go. Murphy. 
That's yes, right. that's right. Obviously, I don't know. Canel, <laughs> like, what is going on here? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to just Mark Gillespie. No, all right, okay. Well, I'm <laughs> oh, Abby and Shah. Yes, oh, I will share. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> dear me, uh, so there's a five left. We can rattle off the rest. Uh, we, 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 let's let's we, let's, pro, let's remember this is a podcast and we need we need people to you yeah. know move along. So we, we we get one more guess each. Andy, just just pull a guess out your backside. Can I, we go on. All right, okay. I guess out my backside. Uh, Isaac Hayden's still technically in our squad, isn't he? No. Oh. No, he's not going to be. He's not in the squad. He'll feature on Sunday, though. Oh, okay, right, okay. Bottle back guess. <laughs> There's a defender in there. Anyone want to guess the defender? Thank oh, you. Be- no, we better not say his name in front of Chris, though. Pokemon. PD three. PD three. Okay, yeah. so we've got. Well, at the minute they're all playing in midfield, so there you go. Take your pick. Three midfielders. Gil Linton. Joe Linton is correct. Oh, yeah, Jeff Linton. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to get these off before people just turn the podcast up when they're listening. So, Joe Linton. Um... Two, two Scottish internationals. Richie. Richie is one. He won't be in the squad. Well, he may be on the bench. And Ryan Fraser doesn't count. Oh, Elliot Anderson. No. Elliot Anderson, there you go. Uh, Not it. It's all 10. Was he there, now, was he? You've said that, and I have a funny feeling I might have just blanked seeing Emil Kraft starting a right back in that game. So I'm going to have to go back and check. <laughs> right. Well, I'm expecting a public apology because that's not, not quite the case, is it? Jesus. Well, that was Daryl's quiz corner, but it's corrupt. It's wrong. <laughs> it's it is makes corrupt. people feel bad about themselves. <laughs> um, but anyway. Heckenbottom esque rant now. Oh, I don't understand the game. <laughs> that's going to be my separate YouTube channel. That's what's going to be. I don't have anyway. one, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, but I will just to rant about Carol. Just to rant about me. But anyway, that was lovely. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Looking forward to Scott coming back. But in the meantime, you might have to get me once or twice before he comes back from the other side of the globe, from the other side of the whatever ocean it is. Is it the Pacific Ocean? Is it the Atlantic? It's the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Atlantic, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so when he gets back, he'll be back. But until then, you might have to put it with me. Please don't deter that watching the, 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 the previews. Come on, guys. It's great stuff. And if you want more of this great stuff, you should become a member. You should just pay a little bit of money. Just become a member. You get all sorts. You get you know access to the chat. You get all sorts of stuff. Early videos. But if you haven't already, please, please, please comment on the video. Like the video. Turn them notification bells on. And also just subscribe to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Um, it's goodbye from me. But it's also goodbye from Daryl. Bye-bye. And goodbye from Andrew. Toodaloo. the lads, <laughs> and let's hope that our predictions are right. Come Good on. Night. Podcast Network.